This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. I don't know if you know, but you're usually not that far away from a goblin. I bet you're looking around yourself now, aren't you? Wondering where it is. Well, you won't spot them easily because they're not exactly invisible, but they are very, very good at hiding from humans. Something else they're very, very good at is causing mischief. In fact, it's the main thing they do. It's almost their job and certainly their hobby. Have you lost your PE kit? Chances are, goblins slept through the alarm that mysteriously didn't go off. Goblins came last in the 100 metre race. Goblin... Well, actually, that one might be on you, but I wouldn't put it past a goblin to tie your shoelaces together or trip you up or something. Basically, goblins are hardwired to mess things up and cause mayhem. Or rather, most of them are. Glenda was a goblin for whom some reason couldn't get the hang of being mischievous. Ever since she was a little goblin, she had instead found herself happiest when putting things right. She just couldn't seem to be mean. Now this might make you think Glenda would have tons of friends, but in the goblin-y world, things didn't work quite like this. Why make people's lives difficult? She had said on countless occasions. Quite reasonably, you'd think. Why make people's lives easier? Where's the fun in that? Said Gregory, who was the chief of the goblins in that part of the goblin-y realm. You've got everything back to front. You're a back to front goblin. And then, pleased with this, he howled with laughter. (laughs) He had decided a long time ago that Glenda would not be permitted to go into the human world like the other goblins could. After all goblins had a reputation to protect. And what on earth would people think if goblins turned out to be helpful? He didn't bear thinking about. So Glenda had to occupy herself in the goblin-y kingdom and passed her days on her own. Whilst it wouldn't be fair to say the others didn't like her, they just thought she was, well, plain weird. She knew this, and it made her a bit sad. She'd spend all the time at goblin school sitting on her own whilst the rest of the class practiced mayhem and shenanigans. She'd occupy herself tidying up the pens and pencils, but then some goblin would end up mixing them all up and dropping them on the floor and getting top marks from the teacher to boot whilst she went to the bottom of the class. It was very provoking. The school days were long past now, but Glenda continued to be viewed with suspicion by others. She was the strange one who was always putting things back where they came from or sweeping the path of snow in the winter and doing all sorts of other really suspiciously helpful stuff like that. Gregory, as I mentioned, was a very important goblin and very, very good at causing havoc. You might have remembered that one time how the Olympic torch kept going out just before the lighting of the famous flame at the opening ceremony. Well, without wishing to give away a goblin's secrets, it was Gregory who was behind that. And he was very pleased with himself too. 
Gregory, however, was not pleased with himself on this day because a mishap had occurred. And whilst it was at his hand, it wasn't causing trouble for anyone but himself. He had stumbled on his way back from the human world and fallen into the Dreadmouth Chasm. And now he was stuck. The chasm was very deep and full of gloopy, smelly mud and creatures that blinked in the darkness. He called out and called out, but it took a very long time before any other goblins appeared. Get me out of this pit! He cried, and soon word spread. Gregory's stuck in the Dreadmouth Chasm! He can't get out! The other goblins gathered around and peered down at him, laughing. Okay, it might have been Gregory, who, as I said, is a very important goblin, but it was still mayhem and mischief, and, well, you had to laugh, didn't you? Gregory, however, was not laughing. He was looking very miserable. I said get me out! The trouble was that none of the assembled goblin folk had the first clue what to do. They caused problems, they didn't solve them. A puzzled murmur rippled through the crowd. Get Glenda! Gregory wailed. She'll know what to do! Glenda was surprised to get a knock at the door and find a line of goblins outside all seeming to be pleased to see her. This never happened, usually. The goblins looked puzzled. What was organising? Was that like the opposite of disorganising? They shuddered at the thought, and then a particularly short and tubby goblin called Gronda stepped forward. Gregory is stuck in the Dreadmouth Chasm, and he needs your... <sighs> My what? My hair? Gronda shook his head and swallowed hard as if he was going to be sick. He needs your... <sighs> My My head? Glenda was beginning to realise what they were after, but was quite enjoying this conversation. Gronda just couldn't seem to even say the word help. And so she pretended to guess the wrong thing for quite a long time, innocently asking if he meant her hairbrush, hairstylist, hairball, or did he mean hair, as in a rabbit? Because she hadn't got one, but could try and catch one from the woods if he didn't mind waiting. Then, because she wasn't able to be mean, she finally relented. You want my help, right? Gronda looked relieved and nodded, staggering a little, as if he was going to faint. Well, why didn't you say so? She said cheerfully. Gronda looked anything but cheerful as they explained what the problem was. The effort of even trying to ask for help was a bit like you or me having to be mean to a kitten or something. It just wasn't in his nature. And I should say that being mean to a kitten jolly well shouldn't be in your nature, but I'm sure you're a nice person who likes animals. Anyway, let's get back to the story. Of course I'll help, let's go! She packed some rope and that was tidily hanging in the hallway and grabbed a torch and led the way to the chasm where Gregory was still moping, stuck at the bottom in all the mud and grot. The other goblins looked at her in awe. They simply hadn't got the first clue how to be helpful or what you'd need to get someone out of a hole. It was generally much easier to push someone in and get on with your day. 
Glenda shone the torch down to see Gregory's forlorn little face and then briskly tied the rope to a nearby sturdy tree trunk and threw the other end down into the chasm. Gregory eagerly grabbed the rope and in a trice has climbed his way to the surface. Now, if doing nice helpful things wasn't in a goblin's nature, saying thank you was even more alien. But he gave Glenda a look that suggested that he might actually be quite grateful. Just don't laugh at me again, she said firmly, tapping his nose with the torch. And let me go into the human world. He slowly nodded. And he would keep his word on this. Because whatever else you say about goblins, they keep their word. Usually the word is something like pants or poop. But anyway, I'm getting off topic again and it really is the end of the story. <clears throat> so Glenda was now free to play in the human world. And whilst the other goblins continue to make life awkward for us humans, it might be of some comfort to know that Glenda is out there too, putting things right. So when your PE kit magically appears, or your alarm goes off on time, or when everything seems to be going your way, perhaps you have Glinda, the back-to-front goblin, to thank. Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. <laughs>